This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp's software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Johnny B. Good, the host of the podcast, Creating a Con, the story of Bitcoin. This podcast dives deep into the story of Ray Trapani and his company, Centratech. I'll explore how 320-somethings built a company out of lies, deceit, and greed. I've been saying since a very young age that I was going to be a millionaire. If someone's like, oh, what's your best way of making money? I'm like, oh, we should start some sort of scheme. Listen to Creating a Con, the story of Bitcoin, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's Carla Marie, and this is episode 29 of my Side Hustlers podcast. Hi, I appreciate seeing the rates and reviews on iTunes. It's super helpful so that new people can discover this podcast. So if you're not busy and you have some extra time, appreciate you doing that. Thank you a million, million times for spreading the love. You can always reach out to me on Instagram. It's at the Carla Marie with your questions, comments, and suggestions for side hustlers. Shout out to Ashley Noel. She messaged me on Instagram and had the suggestion of starting a group where people who listen to side hustlers can go in there and together chat about each week's episode. So I'm working on that. If you do have suggestions on how we can all get together digitally, let me know. So in episode 29, we are talking to the owner of Mahalo Maid. Her name is Law, or as I know her from Instagram, The Lady Law. She's a fellow iHeartRadio sister on air on 104.7 Kiss FM in Phoenix, Arizona. She can be heard on our iHeartRadio app anywhere, 3 to 8 p.m. Phoenix time. Law was a morning show host for 11 years before realizing that radio wasn't making her happy. So she left to do something completely different, something she would enjoy, which was creating a Japanese-style shave ice truck, or in her case, an Airstream. Law's story is incredible. Mahalo Maid is now up and running as a Japanese-style shave ice truck. Law sells Mahalo Maid merch, and she's back in radio. For a lot of people, you know, why are you waiting? You know what you want to do. This is something you want to do. Get up your butt and do it. I'm a hustler, side, side hustler. Do it. I'm a hustler, side, side hustler. Do it. I'm a hustler, side, side hustler. I'm a hustler, side, side hustler. I'm a hustler, side, side hustler. Come on, ask about me. Yo, yo, it's the Side Hustlers Podcast with Carla Marie. So hello to my radio sister from another mister, Miss Law. Hi, Law. Hi. <laughs> okay, hello, so hello. I, I know that I, I follow you on Instagram and it's at Lady Law and the Lady Law. And uh, I feel the like Lady Law. Yeah, the Lady Somebody's Law. really Lady Law somewhere in Japan and she won't give it up. So. Uh, there's there's another <laughs> Carla Marie, hence the Carla Marie. <laughs> yeah, so you gotta have the the We in know. There. 
but I feel like I want to call you Lady Law. So if I do that no, at any that's point. super, super awkward. So <laughs> just law works law. for me. Okay. So you're actually in the studio right now. You're uh, yes. about to go on the air. So thank you for doing this, which mm-hmm. also proves that you are a badass doing a million things all the time. Is that uh, cool or is it stupid? Um, <laughs> Like that's the- like... That's the thing. Like, we have this really weird culture where we're like, the more insane you are and the more jobs you do, like, how cool are you? But, like, are you cool or are you dumb? Very, very like, good point. For the sake of this podcast, yeah. it's cool. <laughs> so, <laughs> that is the whole, I know, I shouldn't do a whole podcast about it. Everyone is doing a side hustle and we're all dumb. I don't know. You're right. At the end of the day, who knows? Yeah, we're supposed to be, like, finding a way to, like, have no jobs and get paid (laughs) and instead we're finding a way to have like 10 jobs and make okay money so I don't know what that says about our level of intelligence so you have been in radio for a while you get it you do the whole radio thing and that's awesome and I relate a billion times with that but I think you're the first person on my podcast who is in the food industry it's pretty wild and there's so much that I don't understand about it. So Mahalo Made, by the way, am I saying Mahalo right? Yes. Okay. So Mahalo yep. Made is That's a right. Japanese style shaved ice. I guess, is it a truck? I know it's an Airstream, but how do you describe yeah, it? Yeah, it's an Airstream. So it's a trailer, but people, anything with wheels on it and has food, everyone wants to call it a truck. I'm okay with that. But yeah, it is a 1966 Airstream. Okay. So you launched, I guess it's a year ago now? Yeah, it'll be a year in April that we open. Okay. We had been working on it and building this trailer for a year and I wasn't in radio at the time that we were building it. Let me start at the beginning. So we found this this Airstream trailer on eBay. I was still doing a morning show. They offered me another contract for another couple of years or whatever. And I was like, I can't do this. Like, this is just not for me. And I didn't have a fully scaled out idea but I had toyed with the name Mahalo Made for a long time I have a history of cooking and baking and things like that with my family and we had toyed around with it too but never really it never really stuck I had a quote-unquote real job so I never took it serious and then finally one day I was just like you know what like if not now when you know exactly who that whole little conversation with myself and I was like I'm just gonna go ahead and do it and so I you know I let my job know that I was gonna leave I wasn't gonna sign another contract and then in that same week I found this Airstream trailer on eBay and I was like hey I think this might be it so it was unfortunately in Savannah Georgia and I live in Arizona but I didn't have a job anymore so I was like we have all the time in the world to go drive So I love road tripping. It's something my boyfriend and I do really well. And so we just went to Savannah, Georgia, met this couple. They were selling their stream trailer. They were super nice. We hauled it all the way back and then started to dismantle it in the backyard and then essentially put it all back together. And when I mean all of it, I mean the only thing was like this little metal frame and then the little silver bubble on top. Everything else we did. Flooring, the wiring, the plumbing, the insulation, riveting, like metalwork, woodwork, building cabinets, like we did all that well, ourselves. Did, did you have experience in building things before that? No. <laughs> I had a job where all I did was talk about myself. And, and hit buttons. Yeah. Hit, hit buttons. Yeah. That was all I did. And I thought I had it really hard, too. And it gave me a whole new perspective working on something in construction in an Arizona summer, which can reach <laughs> 120 degrees. And, you know spend all your savings and then look at yourself in the mirror and go, what the f- did I just do? I came from making all this money yeah. and people asking me, what can they do for me? And now I'm in my backyard and I have sawdust and uh, insulation in my eyes and I'm a hot mess and I have no money and I'm buying food at the dollar store. And this was such a stupid idea. And then I would make one of my shave ice because it'd be so hot. And my boyfriend and I would look at each other and be like, no, dude, this is it. This is it. Like, good like we gotta keep going and by the way when I know a lot of people in all over the country when you say shave ice it kind of means different things for everyone coming in New Jersey I think Italian ice or you can think if you live near Rita's you may think Rita's this is not like any of that like you have a full-blown dessert and you can look at it's at Mahalo made it on Instagram yeah they're gorgeous gorgeous Thank you. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's not the same thing. Right now, it's very popular. I did not invent this style of dessert. It goes back to Japan, really. Um, These machines and this fluffy, really, really light and fluffy style shave ice with fresh fruit and uh, fresh fruit syrups. That's something that's been done in Japanese culture for a very long time. And my grandma's from Okinawa. So I I grew up with this style of uh, dessert. 
And then now it's really picked up in Hawaii as a trend cool. to have all these, all this different shave ice, no D. It's just shave ice. Okay. That's kind of how you know it's Hawaiian style. It's because it doesn't no have D. the D on okay, the end of Okay, good to know. And that's kind of what people in the industry would differentiate, like us and them, a snow cone versus us. <laughs> okay, you know, good to know. Like, yeah, we sell shave ice. It's very popular, this artisan style of doing a shave ice. And I think East Coast, Italian ices, yeah. snow cones, things like that are what's popular. This is a whole other lane yeah. that's really, really become, I think, the next trend. I saw it in New York Times that they were saying this whole style of shave ice and the Japanese word is kakigori. Kakigori is like the next trend. But the thing is, it's never really going to be like the froyo trend right. because it's so much work. I'm sure. I mean, well, you're also probably the first one to do it in an Airstream. You have to be. Yes. Hell yeah. Love that. Uh-oh. But when I look at the pictures of the shave ice on Instagram, it's like massive. Like they look like they're like eight inches tall. Yeah, they're really big. Right now they're in a 16 ounce cup. And we make them meant for two. So we always let uh, everybody know they're meant to share. You're supposed to order one and share it. Love it. Nobody wants to share it. No. Everybody <laughs> wants their own. So yeah, now you just get a really big dessert. So. Okay. So I want to go back to when you left your radio job. I totally understand the whole getting a new contract. You then have to go to your boss and say, I'm actually leaving. Did you tell them I'm leaving because I want to go start a shave ice truck? Or did you? what did you say? No, because it wasn't really fully developed at that time either. You know, it was like, Thoughts dancing around in my head, but a a zillion other thoughts were dancing around in my head, like quitting my damn job, Mm -hmm. not having health insurance. Like Mm -hmm. I was thinking about 5,000 other things. I wasn't really necessarily thinking about the next move. My next move was trying to leave something that I was so comfortable in. So I didn't really have a plan. They asked me a thousand times, are you going to the competition? And And that's like where I work now. So it didn't really work out. Like they're not super stoked for me in any way, I don't feel. But to be honest, like nobody there has ever taken the steps that I've taken in my life as far as leaving, you know, you know how radio is for everyone listening who's not familiar. You know, there's only so many seats at the table. And every year with radio, it seems like they pull a chair every year and there's less and less seats at the table. So if you're some morning show personality who's like, I'm going to go leave and go on an adventure they're like, you're a moron yeah. and good luck. And so I think everybody kind of looked at me like uh, she has to have a plan because it's not like law to not have a plan. But I really didn't have a plan. I was just like, if I don't ever make myself open to new opportunities, that's the only way to guarantee they'll never come. I'll just be here and I'll just be doing my job. And while radio is fantastic and it's a great platform and it's been very good to me, and I'm super grateful for everyone who supported me in my career this is still my life. I look at my life overall and I hope that everyone listening will, you look at your life and then you look at you do what you do for work. And then you look at what drives you, what, what motivates you, what you're so passionate about, what you like weeks that Mahalo maids open. I cannot sleep. I am up. I'm thinking about, did I get this? What if I do this? This will be better. (laughs) How can I make something more exciting? Like I can't sleep. And it's like, I hope that If you're going to be losing sleep at your job, I hope it's for something that you really care about, that you're really stoked about. And if you're not, I really hope that you're talking to people or making friends in different industries and different places that are helping you put a plan together so that you can make changes, so that you can spend more time being passionate about something. And I say that I don't have kids. I'm not married. (laughs) So I have a lot of freedom to make selfish decisions in that way. I'm not suggesting that anybody with children or health issues or anything like that, just up and quit your job and go be passionate. Like it's terrifying. You need to have a plan. You need to have money saved. You need to have a support system who understands your vision and is excited for you and is willing to help you through those tough times. And, uh, you know, I didn't take any food out of my dog's mouth. You know, I made sure (laughs) my dogs were fed and well taken care of during this time, you know, so don't get crazy. You're the second responsibilities. You are the second person to say that about starting their side hustle is that they made sure their dogs, their dogs are still getting the expensive food. They weren't. 
I was like, let me not make sure that I put them on like some terrible ass food because <laughs> I'm out here trying to live my best life. Like, I was like, no, they're still going to get their organic Costco food, even if I have to eat at the 99 cent store. It's I relate so much to what you're saying, though. And I think we, at least in this country, focus so much on our careers, our careers, our careers. And you're putting all this energy in at the end of the day. It's like, but are you happy? Yeah, you may have the coolest job or the best job or other people might think it's cool. But if you're miserable at your job, then what? Then what do you have? Nothing. Yeah. And you spend so much of your time there. Like I was saying, like yeah. how we started off the whole thing. It's like we glamorize work so much. And while it's good to be diligent and it's good to have a good work ethic, I think it's just as much about checking yourself and being like, wherever my time is going, does it make me happy? If 90% of my time is working, do I enjoy what I'm doing? If I don't, can I adjust that? Can I spend less time in that space and more time somewhere else, more time volunteering, more time working out, taking care of myself mentally or physically or spending socially spending time with your friends and doing things because they're fun, not because they make money, not because it's a good look, but because you enjoy it. And for somebody like me who does make working a part of, you know, their personality, their social life, you know, working is kind of what we do. I have to check myself all the time. Like, uh, am I doing this because I enjoy it or am I doing it because it's another box to check and and I feel so strongly like I need to check another thing off my yeah. list and it, you don't really need to do all that and there's things that I do with Mahalo Made which have been probably the most fruitful for me are the things that I did because I was like I don't care I just want to do that because it makes me happy good so if giving this person free cookies is what makes me happy on this stop then I'm gonna do that and I'll pay for it out of my own pocket But I loved having that exchange with this person. That's fine. But, you know, people are like, you need a store. These lines are so long. You need to print more shirts. You need to have you sell out too fast or whatever it is. And it's like, yeah, I'm I'm not (laughs) Chick-fil-A. Like, I'm not Walmart. Like, I'm one person. in an Airstream? Yeah, like. Yeah, in an Airstream, (laughs) trying to do something cool and good and delicious and with my own two hands. So, there's only so much I can get done in a day's time. And so I always say mahalo. I'm always like, thank you. Like, thank you for your patience with me. Thank you for the patience with my staff. Thank you as we're learning and growing because we're small and we're trying to be focused and we can't do that. Worried about doing a zillion things at one time. Absolutely not. And that goes for anything, not just what you're doing. That goes for anyone trying to do anything. But can you actually touch on what mahalo means? Because I should have asked that in the beginning. Yeah, yeah. The company is Mahalo Made, and we're shave ice and stuffs. And stuffs is like apparel, pins, any kind of stuff you don't need. And (laughs) Mahalo is just a Hawaiian expression of gratitude because the history of Hawaii is pretty deep and pretty heavy, especially them being a part of the U.S. And they were never asked to be a part of the uh, (laughs) the U.S. The U.S. came and took the queen and told them that they were going to be a part of the U.S. Their language doesn't exactly translate English phrases. So thank you is something that we say. It's not something that's a Hawaiian phrase. So mahalo is an expression of gratitude. I wouldn't say it means thank you because that would be historically inaccurate. But, you know, it it does express gratitude. And I, I always say that I'm made this way. You know, the reason why I've existed in radio this whole time is because I'm a great radio personality. It's one, because I'll do the work. And two, because people relate and they support me. So because of that, because of the thanks, because of that exchange, because of that gratitude, that's why I exist. That's why I'm here. I'm Mahalo made. And so I just got chills. Yeah, so that's the same thing with the trailer. Like the trailer wouldn't exist if this this fan base would not have been right. interested in my story and my journey and, and that leap of faith. And so everything Mahalo made. Everything. I, the I, shirt. You know, everything. So, yeah, you keep saying shirt. So for people listening, you actually have on your Instagram, you can go to at Mahalo Made It and you can click the link on there. And also on your own Instagram, you have it on both, right? It's at the Lady Law. So you can buy your merch through there. So the merch is newer, correct? They actually launched. I actually had the merch available before the trailer was even open. Yeah. And my boyfriend was like, why are you doing that? Like, no one's going to know what that is. Like, da da da. And I was like, I don't care. I know that people see things. And the more they see things, they get curious about them. So in the very beginning, nobody bought our shirt. And now we can't keep them in stock, you know. And people wear them to the events. And I think they really feel like a part of the story. And and they really feel like when they go places, my favorite thing is people wear them when they travel to these beautiful places. And we kind of say, like, you kind of bring that attitude of... Like, I'm grateful for this space. I'm grateful for this experience. Mahalo to 
you know, mother nature for allowing me to be on vacation or be with my family or whatever. So whatever I get from the pictures that people send, I try to repost them, give them their shine and also share that attitude of mahalo for this space or mahalo for my friends or mahalo for whatever. And I'll come up with the title that I, that I grasped from that picture. And that's probably like my favorite thing. I didn't think it was going to turn into a thing. It just kind of did its own thing. And I was like, I don't know. Sometimes people buy shirts at food trucks, but (laughs) now, now it's really a thing. And we're, I'm trying to nurture that because our shirts are super comfortable. They look it myself they're very very comfy now people are like when's the new one coming out and as soon as it drops i think our last drop sold out in i don't know 28 hours Jeez. or like crazy so yeah we just we just re-up though so if you're listening within the next week hopefully there's still shirts left and i love the pins i actually saw them and was like okay i need side hustlers pins like i need to do this they're so cute yeah they're super cute and we have all of our flavors we have four four main flavors so that was the four pins that we created and right now the mango pin is available and as soon as that one sells out we'll have the next flavor so what are your four? you said mango and what are the other three mango strawberry blueberry and guava the new year we'll have two other mainstay flavors that will be permanent on the menu as well i'm thinking they'll be coconut and lemon but mm-hmm. i'm not positive i'm still working it out and then every time we open we usually have a feature flavor that's like something special that's not offered all the time. So it's just a fun way to play with new things and see what people really enjoy. Absolutely. And then what we'll bring back for the next season. So far, white peach cream cheese was one that I came up with. And that's the one that people want back the most. <laughs> so hopefully next year we'll have that more regularly. Well, you keep saying the weeks that we're open or when we open. Are there's times when you're not open? Yeah, we're only open on the weekends because I'm okay. working Monday through Friday here mm, at yeah. the station, 3 to 8 p.m. So it's like that's a good chunk of my day. Yeah. I wouldn't have any time. I literally wouldn't have any time if we were open throughout the day and then I came here. So it's just not feasible right now. So we're open weekends, Saturday and Sunday. Right now we're only open twice a month. So every other weekend is what we're doing. And it keeps the anticipation alive. It yeah, keeps our smart. Pro- and then uh, hopefully in the new year we'll be open every weekend that will be the goal but I got to do some hiring and that is a whole other side hustle well I was gonna ask you that are you the only person like who is working with you I have someone who works here in promotions at the radio station that also is somebody who does the shave ice with me her name's Liz and she's amazing she's super talented and she's just a part of the fam now and then one of my best friends his husband is also on the food trailer and then People who work the window are usually related to me. They're usually like a family member, a brother, a sister, a mom, somebody. Well, I'm sure it's fun too. Like if if someone in my family opens something like that, I'm like, I want to do it. I want to play. I want to have fun. Like you want oh, to be yeah, a part of it. Oh yeah, you would think unless you're the oldest sister and then <laughs> it's like, really? I got to work your food truck. And I'm <laughs> like, really? If I had an older sister, I would be so stoked. My sister's super stoked. My brother, I got to like bend his arm a little bit. <laughs> Can I get a free shirt? I'm like, okay, fine. fine. But will you work? Yeah. Can I give one girl, at least one girl, a free ice every time she comes? Yeah. There you that's, go. That's what I need to do. Tell him that. He'll do that. So I saw on your Instagram that you're doing Mahalo Market. What is What is that? Yeah. Okay. So what I learned being a small business is that when you're a small business, other people who are more business minded try to take percentages from small businesses yep. in order to get gather them all together and then make a profit off of, off of these really hardworking individual local businesses. And it it's really hard on the small business. It puts money in the pockets of somebody who's either unrelated to this field or whatever it is, has land and will let all these food trucks or whatever gather there. Whatever the case it is, it doesn't nurture uh, local creatives, no. in my opinion. So I was like, I'm going to create a mahalo, mahalo market. And mahalo it means thank you. So this is a thank you to local vendors and people who are creating and busting their tails to give us a culture in this city. And I'm going to do a market where I don't charge vendors to be there. And the only caveat is I got to pick you. So <laughs> I want everything to be curated and for everything to make sense. And for all these people that I admire and aspire to be like to be gathered in one spot. And so we started really small, really focused. There's another woman who owns the plot of land that we're doing the Mahalo market on. And she's like, dude, just use it. That's you know, and it's like, I, I can't, I can't work in a space where um, everyone's trying to get their cut from the work that you're doing. Like, you know, I wake up super early. I stay up really late. And in between, I have a whole other job. 
not to mention I'm a person with needs. <laughs> I have a relationship. I have family members. Like there's a lot going on and Mahalo Made Apparel is its own thing also. So I, I was just like, I need to create something. I don't want to talk stuff about how other people do things. If that's how you want to run your farmer's market, that's how you run your farmer's market. Good, for, good on you. You know more about that than I do. I'm not, I'm not judging. But what I've experienced as a local business owner and as a vendor and what people expect from you and the way that they handle business, I was like, let me just create what I'd like to see and not comment on what I'm seeing. It's amazing because it's funny you bring that up. I went to a, it was a craft fair is what it was called here. And I went and there were, I mean, there was amazing things. I bought all kinds of stuff, but a lot of it was super expensive. And I'm like, that's so weird. I I wasn't expecting that, but it was nice. It was like walking through Instagram. That's honestly what it felt like. Mm -hmm. And then I later found out from someone else. I was like, oh, you totally should have been at this craft fair. And they were like, to buy a booth there was so expensive. It didn't make sense. So that's why the prices were so high because it were these people who obviously had a great uh, ROI and they could sit there and, and sell their expensive stuff. And I was like, what? Like, that doesn't help local businesses. That really doesn't do anything. So I completely relate and totally understand and and love what you're doing. And I might now I'm like have all these ideas running through my head. Like, okay, I'm gonna come to Phoenix and we're gonna do a side hustlers meetup and we're gonna all hang out and have shave ice. I'm excited. Yeah, <laughs> do you it. totally good. You're more than welcome to too. It it's hard. It's hard to be an artisan, but when you lose those things and we all only end up shopping online and we all only mm-hmm. end up um, shopping at Target and whatever. It's like you lose the culture. You you lose seeing that person face to face. You lose making keeping art alive in schools and letting people be welders and bakers and all those things that make life worth living. I mean, I, I say this all the time that when I was younger, I would see art things or craft things and go, I'm not going to pay for that. That's crazy. Like I can buy something brand new for or cheap, you know, yeah. for cheaper in the store. Like I, I'm not going to support that because I didn't understand the importance of art or culture in my life. But, you know, if you take away art, if you take away music, things that cultivate love and, and, and culture, and you take that away, all you have is work and death and taxes. That's what you have. We all have to do those things. We have to eat. We have to go to work. We have to do whatever. But the things that make you want to dance and the things that make you want to cry and the things that make you want to love are art and music. And if we don't support those things and don't nurture them and we don't pay for them, then they don't exist. And that's what makes life life. So for me, it's like, wow, what an awakening. And I this deep in like over my head <laughs> and I'm, I'm learning so much and I'm and, and I'm taking so much, but I'm trying to give more back. And I'm trying to give more to other people who are doing businesses. And I want people to look at Mahalo Made and go, hey, that's something that makes me feel good when I see it. And um, my aunt is at Mahalo Market or my brother just started a food truck and law used her platform to put them on or gave them, you know, I've got a line that's three hours long in my food truck every time I open. Like there's other vendors that could take advantage of the fact that there's people waiting and do they want to shop? Do they want to get their nails done? Do they want to do this? Do they want to do that? And I'd like to share that experience, not only with the people waiting in line, but the the other vendors. And, you know, a lot of people would say, why would you do that? You know, why don't you take that all for yourself? All those people are there for you. Like, you know, whatever. And it's like, because that's not living for me. No, totally support that share everything and you brought up like you want to make people feel good and you also mentioned something about like yeah we all shop at target and we can go on instagram and post all the target memes we want yeah we know we go to target and spend money and if and it may feel exciting a little bit when you're there but i can guarantee you that if someone shops at your truck and they shop with you they're gonna feel way better spending that money than whatever they spend at Target. It does really make a difference when you are shopping local and you are face to face with the person who works their ass off, not just a cashier. And I'm not bashing Target and stores at all, but I totally, totally relate to you, what, exactly what you're saying. And I, I love that you said it because I do want people to understand that creating your own business and your own side hustle and something you care about will spread to other people and they will want to help you and invest and support you. Yeah. I mean, and maybe they don't feel better about it. Maybe they eat my shave ice and they're like, $10. What the fuck? Like this, (laughs) I'm not doing that again or whatever, you know, I'm not for everybody. And that's the other thing. Like when you're a small business owner, you do have to realize like not everyone's going to love what you put your heart and soul into and you put it out there and somebody steps on it and they're like, why are your cups like this? Why are your spoons like this? Why is the line so long? 
I didn't really think it was that worth it. <laughs> that's fine. Like, that's okay. Like, and there's going to be people like that. But the thing is, there's a lot of people who aren't. Right. And they do appreciate it. And they are pretty stoked. And they're like, wow, that's so weird. I remember last summer I was watching you on your IG stories and you're at Home Depot every 10 minutes and crying about certain things. And now you're here in this trailer and my shave ice was awesome. And I spent two hours in line. I brought my chair. People bring chairs in line. Oh my God, and they mean. hang out and they listen to the Aloha music we play and they talk. And I get messages from people that say, law, that was the best Sunday I've had. I talked to my friends. We weren't on our phone. You know, we just listened to the music. And then we got to the window and it was like, we waited so long and we were so excited and we got this big, beautiful thing and it was delicious. And I can't wait till the next one. And I'm going to bring two more of my friends and we're going to all bring our chairs. And that's what I'm trying to create. That's so cool. Um, you know, and if not, and if it's not for you, Mahalo for coming and checking us out anyway. And it wasn't for you. And that's all right. I don't hate you. Like, Maybe one day it will be for you or we'll come out with a flavor that you like or a hoodie that you need. And then you'll come back and visit us and have a different feeling about it. But it's all good either way. It's all good either way because I'm doing what I enjoy doing. And for the people who do appreciate it, that's why I'm here. So I want to go on the business side of things now. You have, it says cash only on your Instagram. Now, everyone I've talked to, most of their stuff is they use Square or whatever it is. You can buy online. I think you might be the first person who is cash only. Now, is that Mm -hmm. you're going to stay like that or why that or how does that affect you as a business? I mean, if you do taxes and you know what the taxes are in a small business, you probably will want a cash business, too. So (laughs) that's all I'm going to say about that part. But I would just say that like somebody messaged me and they were like, it's like going back in time to pay for advice. And I was like, yeah, well, like I said, if you do the research on what it takes, what they take from you tax wise as a small business owner, it's like 40 percent. It's gnarly. So I don't know how you live if you don't figure out a way to be smart about how you're going about your business. So, yeah, we take online orders. You can order your stuff online. We ship online, you know, stuff like that. That's obviously not cash only. But when you're at the window, yeah, it's cash only. It's a food business. Um, A lot of people do kind of anticipate that with food trucks. A lot of people don't because they're like everywhere has Square now or whatever. But Square takes their cut, too. Yeah. So now you're paying for your spot at the event. Now you're paying 10% of your sales to the person who runs the event. Now you're paying 2% of your stuff to Square because they want to take 1.5% or whatever it is or a couple pennies off of every dollar that you make or whatever the cut is. You got three people's hands in your honeypot before you even get a chance to pay yourself back for the work that you've done. And to date, I know that people look at us and they're like, oh, you sell out every time and your shirts are sold out and whatever, whatever. I have not paid myself yet the day i get to pay myself for my work i will be very stoked about that day but from most people that i talk to who run very successful businesses they don't get to pay themselves for a very long time and it's like well there's no way i'm gonna get any closer to paying myself if i'm paying three people before self and so that's why we pop up places that allow for us to be there at no cost or they pay us to be there and I'm not going to use a service. I'm going to use cash. And if cash doesn't work for you, you know, there's a QT across the street. I hope you go grab a $20 bill and you come back. If not, like, it's all good. Like, we're just kicking it old school. We're taking our time. We're asking cash only. And that's just no, my business. I mean, for right yeah, now. go for it. You I know, mean, it in makes and out sense. did it for a long time. It's true. And now look at them. Really, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I totally, totally, totally get that. A lot of people don't realize when you, oh, I want to start a side hustle. I want to do something. There's a big investment. And that is, I'm assuming, part of the reason why you haven't been able to pay yourself back is because you launched this business. You had to buy an Airstream. Like, that was a big cut right there. Yeah. I I mean, shoot, driving to get the Airstream cost us $1,000 in gas. There's things that people don't think about. And then it's like, well, we never built an Airstream before. So did we get the right wood the first time? No. And we ruined half of it because it rained that day. And then oh. we, you know, like there's so many things that go into and then you couldn't possibly pay. Like I could never, even if I was a millionaire, I couldn't pay my boyfriend back for the sweat and time he put into helping me build that trailer. There's just, you can't pay somebody for that type of attention to detail and that type of work and that type of sleeplessness. I mean, everything we learned how to do or he learned how to do that he taught me how to do in that trailer. We learned on YouTube. Wow. That in and of itself was like hours 
hours of watching, hours of researching types of metal, thicknesses of metal, uh, metal that's good in certain climates, like da da da. And that was just to buy metal to put on a wall. That 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 didn't go into like angles, cutting things, riveting, anything. So it's like I tell people all the time. People come up to me all the time. Law, I want to start a food business. I want to have a food truck. Oh my god, you inspire me. Da da da. Number one know your damn numbers. Mm. Do you have a business model? Do you know how much it'll cost you to create that thing that you love so much? What are your resources? What do you plan on paying yourself or your staff? Do your numbers and will your will your business survive? Because if you do all the numbers, you can know before you ever spend any money if it'll be worth your wow. time or not to do that business. And if it doesn't make sense numbers wise, that you have a hobby, my friend. <laughs> like you don't have a business. Like you're, you're out here just doing something because you like to do it, but it, it's not going to sustain you. I did not create Mahalo Made because I was hoping to create something on the side that I like to do. I left my job for it. Yeah. So I needed to make sure that I was making smart business decisions that would help me create a business that would sustain itself and pay me. And so that's a whole different attack plan or approach to um, a side hustle, you know? And it's like, coming back into radio only happened because one, they approached me and I was in the middle of an easy summer on a shoestring budget working in my backyard and they offered a free lunch. And I was <laughs> like, yes, I will take your free lunch. Yes, we will talk about it, but no, I'm not coming back to radio. And I told them that when I, you know, when I did it because I didn't leave with the intention of coming back. I was like, no, I left to leave. So right. I'm not going to go back. And um, they gave me time. They gave me some time, and then they approached me again. And guess who didn't really have that much money and didn't want to take out a loan? So <laughs> I was like, you know, one one big thing I'll say, too, really quick, side note, is that I did not want to start my business out in debt. So that's another right. thing that you need to really think about. You know, do you want to start your business out in debt? Do you want to take out some gnarly loan? Or do you want to save the money and bet on yourself and really try to make smart moves so that you don't have to start your business out in debt and paying somebody interest or whatever? I didn't want to do that. So what I had to do, I had to go back to work. You know, I spent way more money than I thought I would spend. Not terribly, but I did spend more money than I thought I would spend. That's how it goes when you build something. And uh, I was like, you know what? If I just go back to work part time, I can get the trailer done. And I emphasized to iHeart a thousand times. I'm not giving up on my food Good. truck. Like, that's what I'm trying to do. That's my focus. And they were like, no, nah, it's cool. And then offered me a full-time job three months later. And I was like, oh, and the trailer still wasn't done. And so I was like, they were like, is that thing still happening? And I'm like, yes, it's still happening. Like, it's going to happen. And so now, now I'm stuck with two full-time jobs. Woe is me. Because both ended up doing really well. And I think because I did the food truck and because I honored what I was really trying to do, I have the best ratings and afternoons that I've ever Amazing. had in my career. Congratulations. You know? Thank you. I beat Ryan Seacrest. Hell yeah, girl. Like, who does that? <laughs> Isn't that the best feeling in the world? I was like, what? Like when I came back to radio, they had Ryan cut a liner that was like, welcome lady law back to the Valley. And I was like, Ryan Seacrest just welcomed me back. Yeah. What? <laughs> and so I was just so excited to be able to talk to people in this way again. And I, I realized that I didn't not love radio. I didn't love where I was at in radio. Makes and that makes difference. all this. Now it's like, thank God, you know, uh, everything on air is going wonderfully and then everything with the trailer is going wonderfully and they help each other of course like, i was gonna say yeah you know they, everybody like helps everybody and fcc regulations i own this business so i'm allowed to talk about yeah. it so and they're very encouraging of me here like law use your platform law let people know where you're going to be at let us know where we're going where you're going to be at we'll put it on the website that's um, so cool well it's like we do these appearances as hosts we get you know a lot of times we do get paid to go to events and whatnot mm -hmm. for the station it's like a free event for them you're there send people out to mate it's so smart plus you get to yeah. meet the people who listen to you every day and then they they know to listen to you and they're listening to you like oh my god that's the shave ice girl i know her and yeah i totally totally get it it's crazy i gotta do a talk break Hold oh on real quick. we're gonna listen <laughs> the full-blown side hustle right now 1047 kiss fm we are the valley's number one hit music station i'm lady la what baby time already for priyanka and nick jonas you need the deets 1047kissfm.com i'm lady la this is benny blanco khalid and halsey it's called east side damn that was good
<laughs> also, Nick Jonas having a baby already? No way. Yeah, it's like, what the f- I've been in a relationship for four years and we just keep getting more dogs. What? <laughs> I'm convinced that celebrities, they just are on like this fast track. Like I don't, the, nothing else in the world matters. A, they have all the money so they don't need to worry about things that normal people worry about. So they're just like, okay, let's do whatever. There's no consequences to anything we do. So before we sat down to this podcast, I sent you some questions. And one of the things I said, how do you balance your time? And you responded with laughing. So (laughs) (laughs) listen, I fully Uh, understand that a radio job, it never stops when you're in radio. You're literally, your mind is going all the time. There's always something, someone emailing you, asking for something. I can't even imagine having a physical business that is literally run by you at the same time. So literally, how do you do it? I don't know. <laughs> I just I just try to be organized. And I honestly, like, I ask for help. I think in the past, one big mistake that I've had was like, you know, oh, I can get this done. Now I look at people and I'm like, I can't do that. You better find somebody. You yeah. better call somebody. You better, like, I don't know what you got to do. But, like, we got to enlist some folks because I can't get that done by myself. And so now it's like when, you know, I see people or there's somebody that I see potential in and I think they're a great person. I'm like, hey, have you ever shaved ice before? Hey, have you uh, ever packed shirts before and sent them off to the post office? Like, I just try to really be resourceful. And I think that that's something that if I have any piece of advice for anyone listening, is like, sometimes you don't need more money. Sometimes you don't need more time. Sometimes you just need to be more resourceful. And I think that that's something that I really focus on whether it's at the forefront of my mind or if it just comes out because it's on my subconscious. Like I always try to find like, look, La, there's somebody who's done this before. So what resources do you need? What do you already have and how can you make this happen? So a lot of times when I think things are impossible, I start to go, well, how impossible was it that you built that trailer in your backyard? How impossible is it that you ever beat Ryan Seacrest in any type of ratings ever? Like, how did that even happen? It's like, well, I use my resources. I had people help me in studio and teach me to learn the board correctly. You know, I asked for help in certain areas. So be resourceful. I think that's a huge, a huge thing where people they're scared to ask for help and you feel like this is mine and I want to do all of it. But sometimes that's not smart. You're going to get burnt out or you, like you're saying, there's probably someone who's done it before and has done it better. It doesn't hurt to ask. No. And I've asked and people look at me and they're like, no, (laughs) (laughs) no, but (laughs) you asked, I'm still going to ask. Like, and I think that that's something that is probably light years different from the person that I was five years ago, seven years ago. I'm just in a way more humble space. And I think that if you ever want a lesson in humility, try to work in the food industry. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Try to build something, you know, try to try to step out of your comfort zone and you learn really fast. Like the world is moving with or without you. Speak up or like get left behind. Be heard about it or get (laughs) over it and move on. Like you got choices and it's like choose and go. I'm just learning to like keep it pushing there's so many things that i was at the fixing something on the trailer this morning that was brand new and i'm like dude it's always something oh yeah always something and i could take this personally today and let it ruin my day or i could just be pissed about it for this 30 minutes and then put a cap on it and be like i got next yeah it doesn't another thing to do next it doesn't help anyone by being mad about it all day at all no So you're not allowed to answer this um, with Instagram. I tell everyone that. Is there an app that helps you with your side hustle or just helps you overall with the fact that you are a business owner and you're doing all this stuff? It could be an actual app that helps you with the business or something that just helps you disconnect from the world, whatever it is. But it's got to be an app or I'll let you answer with a website too. Who goes to websites? What the (laughs) What's a website? A lot of people say things like Shopify, but I don't use Shopify because I think they, I think they have their like premium pricing. Like your girl's a small business, so, so you, I'm like, nah. so I use Big Cartel. That's where you sell um, your merch for, yeah, for my merch. It's free. As you start adding more products, I think I pay ten dollars a month now, which is nothing. So I'm okay with that. I would also say something really simple and easy like PayPal or Cash App. Those are things that, you know, for friends and family when they want to put a shirt to the side and whatever, I'm like, send me that Apple Pay, Cash App, like whatever you got to do. And I'll grab the cash and set that aside for you. Other things that I really enjoy, I have a whole, like most people's cell phone has like a zillion apps. Mine doesn't. I'm like 
super simple. I always joke with people I should have the jitterbug phone that's like just 911 <laughs> like if I fall off my bed or like the trailer has a flat tire, I should just press one, one button. button. Because I don't really enjoy being on my phone like that. Good. But I have a mindfulness folder and I just um one of my apps is the Calm app yes. or Headspace app, um things that just help you you know, take a second to think about things and I could do more of it. You know, I don't do enough of it. That's no, for sure. You're right. And it, it is super smart. And I will give you a little piece of advice that helped me. You, I, cause you just showed me your phone and it literally says they have 25,000 emails. That would give me so much anxiety. I turned off all my little badge notifications. So I see no numbers on anything. Ooh, it's, it's in settings. I didn't know you could do that. It's literally, it's almost better than any mindfulness app because it's just clean. There's not that little red badge that literally drives you nuts. Just go into notifications. It's like you? Yeah. I just okay. turn all, all of it and it's just like, oh, no. And I check my email when I need to check my email, not when that little stupid number goes up. I think I'm going to start telling people like, hey, if you want to book things, appointments, blah, 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 whatever it is you need from me, let me know on Monday and I'll go from there. And then if I don't see it, I, I also started telling people in and outside of radio, I don't respond to business after 5 p.m. So if it's you text so me, uh, hey, uh, Law, can you do this real quick tomorrow? Or da, 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 don't expect me to respond. I'm not going to do it. I need my sanity. Like, uh, I'm not going to let the phone control me. I'm not going to let anybody control me like that. It's just out of hand now how accessible you are. Yes. How people can hit you up on your social media and talk about business, hit you on email, talk about business, hit you on text and talk about business. And I'm at home with my niece, you know, and it's my niece's time. And that's more valuable to me than anything. I won't think about anything else at the end of my life except for these moments with my right. family and friends. So for me, it's like, well, fuck this email. <laughs> yes. Your text message and your deadline. Yo, it should have got handled. I'm somebody yes. who will take the thing and I will handle it right there and then we'll move on. But if it didn't get handled, I'm literally going to let that be your problem. Thank you. I'm not going to do it. And I don't know if this is just a radio thing. So if this doesn't apply to anyone's job who is listening, I'm sorry, but it's got, it has to, it's some, but it is a thing in radio where there's like a, a, uh, a fire email. Like it just goes off. Like we got to put this fire out. I need you to do this. And I'm like, mm. if your job makes you have a job email, <laughs> this applies to you. Yeah, you're right. So like, no matter what job you have, I've, sure chick-fil-a got you on an email <laughs> i'm sure you know your state jobs got you on an email whatever it is and everyone's got something that's got to get mm -hmm. done like right now or the building's gonna burn down it's like no it's not that's no, what I, not. that's i'm like it's not gonna burn down no it's not. it's not and if we're smart we can work around this and it doesn't need to be uh crazy like this so yeah i'm not gonna I'm just not participating in that anymore. And I don't, I'll, I'll let you know if that really works out for me in a year or not. If we're still having this conversation, if I'm not here no more, you, you can listen back to this podcast and go that that's where she, up. that was it. The that Monday thing. Yeah. Let yeah, me that, know that moment. Famous last words, Mondays. I'm going to try it too and see what happens. Like this girl is a diva. No, I'm just trying to live my life. Back up, bitch. Take a note. If you mad, maybe you should do your shit on Monday too. That way you won't be so mad. And then you'll know where I'm coming from. I love this idea. I'm going to, I'm going to slowly test it out and I will report yeah. back to you and let you know how it yeah. goes. So with any business, any comes branding, how did you sit down and say, I want this to be my logo? Was that you who created it? Did someone else create your logo? Cause I love it. My boyfriend and I did it. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Photoshop he, or. Yeah. He created something. There was lots of versions and I liked all of them because I'm one of those per people that's like make a decision and go. Mm -hmm. So I was like, yes, that. Let's go. Okay. And he would keep tinkering with it and be like, what about this? I'm like, yeah, that's great. Let's go. And then he would keep messing with it. And then finally, now we've realized that we do that. Like, I'll agree to things really early on. And then he'll keep tinkering. And then we'll revisit. And then there will always be a moment where we look at each other and be like, oh, that's, that's it. it. <laughs> and so, yeah, once... Once he involved the surfboard and the surfboard has like a little wave. And then I saw he changed the font a couple of times. But there was one final time where I was like, yo, that's it. Like, that's the one. And I just knew. And that was, you know, it was just us. We've created everything. Even the little pins. We did the artwork. I mean, everything has been us. It's probably smart to sit on something, too. If that's going to be your brand, that's going to be your logo. It's not like make it and then, okay, print 500 shirts with it. It's probably 
a smart thing as a business owner to kind of live with it for a little bit, stare at it a few times before you print. And yeah, quit your job. You'll have <laughs> lots of time to talk stare about all the things that you want to do. Yeah. <laughs> Law, is there anything else you want to leave anyone with? Because this has been, I say this often, but this really, I think, because I relate to you on so many levels in the radio world, one of my absolute favorite conversations. Oh, we could talk for hours, I think, on this. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. I tend to do that too. I could talk to everybody for a long time. So no, I would just say if you're interested in supporting Mahalo Made, um, if you're a graphic artist and you want to see your art on something, oh, yeah. I'm always looking to involve other people who do art and see what your ideas, interpretations are of what we do. So at um, Mahalo Made at Gmail, you can uh, email us there if you heard something that you like or if you feel like you can add to something. Let me know. Maybe you're thinking of something that I couldn't think of. But I hope that if you're listening, that you have a plan, that you make a plan, that you get people on your team that like your plan, that want to see you win. And I hope that you don't stay anywhere where you're not happy for too long. Because now that I look back, you know, I always thought you, you, you fear so often, especially in the darkest parts of the journey. You think, what if I look back and go, that's the time that I messed up and I shouldn't have done that. You know, I think that was like my biggest fear was looking back and being like, man, maybe I shouldn't have done that. And I am here to tell you that I'm not through with my journey. Um, I'm still in the midst of it. But as I look back, I think the number one thing I feel now is why didn't I leave sooner? Wow. Law, thank you so, so much. Follow her. It's at the Lady Law. You can follow Mahalo Made. It's at Mahalo Made It. And you can listen to her on 1047 Kiss FM on our iHeartRadio app, uh, 3 to 8 p.m. local time for Phoenix. Or if you're in Phoenix, put it on, listen, call her, say hi, spread the love. I'm here. <laughs> thank you. Mahalo, you guys. Thank you. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Johnny B. Good, the host of the podcast Creating a Con, the story of Bitcoin. This podcast dives deep into the story of Ray Trapani and his company Centratech. I'll explore how 320-somethings built a company out of lies, deceit, and greed. I've been saying since a very young age that I was going to be a millionaire. If someone's like, oh, what's your best way of making money? I'm like, oh, we should start some sort of scheme. Listen to Creating a Con, the story of Bitcoin, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.